Hey everybody, this is Brian Knowlton with HowToEarnMoney.tv. It doesn't matter if you've never made a dime online before. Through my step-by-step -step video tutorials and interviews with industry experts, I'm going to show you how you can make money online. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great week. I have a very exciting interview lined up today. I have an interview with Corbett Barr. He's an online entrepreneur and very successful blogger over at Think Traffic, CorbettBarr.com, Expert Enough, and Fizzle.co. How are you doing today, Corbett? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you taking the time with me today. You know, I've, I've been a member of your forum at Fizzle for, I don't know, close to maybe six months now and really enjoy the community. And I thought my listeners and viewers would really appreciate hearing more about it and your story. So uh, let's let's just dive right into it. Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Well, how, how long have you been an online entrepreneur or what you know, what actually, let's just start with the beginning here. What got you started with making money online? Um, I think, you know, I always had this feeling in the back of my mind as I was uh, developing a career as a uh, Fortune 500 consultant um, that it wasn't, you know, that that career wasn't really me. It wasn't my destiny or my legacy. And I always felt like I would never be completely satisfied unless I saw if I could build a business and if I could, you know, see what entrepreneurship was all about and whether or not I had what it took to really make it work. So um, eventually I caved into that little voice in the back of my head and, uh, you know, first, like a lot of people probably started kind of dabbling and uh, doing some side projects, which never really panned out, but at least taught me some important lessons, um, partly about the value of growing an audience and just in creating something that's really useful for people. Um, and then in 2006, um, I actually uh, left my full-time career and went out on my own. Actually, I partnered up with a former colleague as co-founders, and we built a software prototype for a system that was basically an email prioritization tool. And we shopped that around and raised venture capital. Um, we raised about $3 million in capital and built an office and employees and Wow. The whole deal and, and really went through it sort of in the traditional way that a lot of people think of, um, I think, when they think of entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. Wow. So when you were dabbling in it, how long ago was that? That was originally, um, I'd say my first attempt to build something for the public was in 2003 or so. I tried to build an alternative sort of search engine online. Oh, really? Well, yeah. did... Has has any did any of us see it? Did you go? Uh, did you launch that? Yeah, I launched it, and it was you know um, it was a fairly immature sort of attempt. I think um, I didn't understand um, necessarily how difficult it was to build an audience at the time. I thought if you just had something that was uh, somewhat different from the other services that were out there, it might be interesting enough. And then you know from that point forward, I remember getting close to launching it and just thinking. Oh, you know, I've spent all this time on the product and now I realize I have no idea how I'm going to attract an audience. And, um, and you know, that's basically what happened. I launched it to friends and family and it never really grew much from there. Wow. What, what was the name of that? Uh, that was called Searcha and it was a, um, a search engine based on the idea that um, as you search, uh, actually Bing sort of implemented this. Of course, they have the resources of Microsoft behind them. But the idea was to give people rewards for for using the search engine. Um, over time, because there is an arbitrage opportunity there, you can 
earn money from uh, you know selling ads via the search engine, and then you could just reward people uh, you know via points or something if they searched with your uh, engine versus some other one. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying a lot of different things like that. Um, back, yeah, I guess about ten years ago. Yeah. So that's not as much these days. So that that got you started with dabbling. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what was your what what was your big success? Um, well, I mean, my you know my my big success is is what I'm doing now, which is what I've been at for about four and a half years, which you know is this business that I built based around blogging. Um, everything up to that point was, you know, I was trying and struggling and learning my way as an entrepreneur. I didn't have any formal education. Um, I mean, I did, I did go to undergraduate for business, but they don't really teach you a whole lot about how to start a business. Um, so, you know, I kind of fumbled my way through and, um, and learned a lot of important lessons along the way. And, uh, the biggest thing I learned was really that you need to have an intimate connection with your audience and, and um, you need to understand what they need and how you can help them. And I think a lot of people start businesses by trying to create a product that either scratches their own itch, which can be useful, um, but a lot of times it's pretty easy to go astray and to focus for months and months building something before you find out if um, your audience is really interested or if you even have an audience for it. And that's really the biggest risk as an entrepreneur, I think, building something that no one is going to be interested in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. And ideas that pop into my head all the time, I'm always thinking, okay, well, oh, yeah, this would be great. This will, I'll sell a million of these. And then, you know, you really need to see if you're going to be able to deliver that something valuable that people really want. Yep. And that whole connection thing, I've really only started to embrace that over the past two, three years. I've always just been a salesman. and mm -hmm. But the people that I see really succeeding are people that are just being human and opening it up and, you know, being just really providing tremendous value, but also just being a human at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when what got you started with is one of your first major blogs was that think traffic or was it Corbett bar well yeah so think traffic uh, is about three and a half years old but actually um, a year before that my wife and I took a sabbatical road trip um, for about six actually it ended up being about eight months throughout Mexico and um, we did that because the previous startup that I had been working on really kind of came to an abrupt halt uh, in late 2008 when the financial world collapsed um, we were kind of caught in a compromising position with not enough revenue to keep the business going, but not a really strong position to raise additional money, um, especially given the the way that um, everybody was pulling back at that time. Yeah. So instead of jumping into the next thing, I really decided that um, I had always done that before. You know, I, I had always jumped from one career opportunity to the next without a whole lot of time in between to really contemplate and plan what I wanted to do next. So this time um, we took a, a sabbatical and drove uh, my wife and I and our dog down to Mexico and um, just kind of hopped around from place to place getting to know the country. And while we were down there, something really interesting happened. We started meeting people who weren't rich or retired, but somehow had figured out ways to make their careers work around their lives so that they could live in a foreign country for months every year. And this really took me by surprise because I, I kind of envisioned, you know, life as being either, 
you climb the corporate ladder and try to do a, a good job so that you could maybe retire early and just enjoy your few weeks of vacation a year until then, or you were an entrepreneur who really tried to swing for the fences and um, you know strike it rich and then do what you wanted with the rest of your life, basically. But these people kind of had an alternative view, which was that they were going to live their lives now and really force their careers to fit that model instead of waiting for some magic, you know, someday to happen, which never really came. Um, and so because of that, I started a blog, basically, partly to chronicle our trip, partly to um, tell the stories of these people that we were meeting, and also to ask myself questions out loud and to start a conversation around these ideas, which was basically, what is the nature of career and life and what really matters? And how um, is it, you know, how can you better integrate the two of those things? So that blog uh, was called Free Pursuits uh, when I first started it, and it's sort of morphed, uh, morphed into my own site, my own personal blog eventually. But um, it became a hit right away. I mean, in the first year, I had half a million people stop by that site wow. um, talking about uh, issues around lifestyle design and location independence and things like this. And um, out of that, um, you know, I started thinking about how am I going to create a business out of this? Because obviously people are interested in it. It seems like a great opportunity. And this was the first time that I had considered building a business that was audience first instead of product first, which was yeah. a new thing for me. And um, out of that, I started noticing that there were a whole lot of people who wanted to start sites or who had started sites on all kinds of different topics. And so few of them were able to actually get traffic and to grow an audience and to gain traction. And um, it seemed like something people really wanted and needed and uh, would be willing to pay attention to and, and to purchase products that uh, might help them do that. So I created Think Traffic as a separate site um, basically to ask that question, why do some sites become massively popular while the vast majority go basically unnoticed? Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes a lot of the time. You know, you'll spend a lot of your time building something and then you'll struggle with traffic. and. Yep. I, I've been reading your articles for a long time now and really appreciate them. They're full of really valuable information. And, uh, you know, I, I do urge anyone to go over to thinktraffic.com, check that out, sign up to the newsletter. You even have some, like, quick start guides or what type yeah. of down? Yeah, well, we have, um, I mean, we have over 500 free articles there um, that people can check out that we've written over the past four years. Uh, but in addition to that, we have a what we call a toolkit, um, which kind of helps get you started understanding what it takes to build an audience online with um, some free downloads and, and videos and things like that. Wow, that's awesome. Before we get any further on that, I, I want to hear a little bit more about your trip in Mexico. How, how far down did you go into Mexico? So, uh, as I said, um, we took off here from California in our car and drove um, all the way down to, I guess, the furthest south we got was Michoacan, uh, which is a state that is um, two states south of where Puerto Vallarta is, if you're familiar with that, on the west yeah. coast. Um, and then uh, we worked our way inland and spent time up in the, up in the um, high country around Guanajuato and San Miguel de Allende and just kind of looped our way around and then worked our way back over to the coast and, and back up. And I think we ended up stopping in around 11 or so different places, stayed in 11 or so different places on our way. Wow, that is so exciting. I mean, that, that probably freed up your mind to just really focus on what you wanted to do in the future. It was really, um, really eye-opening and just really made me contemplate what was important in life. And I think it's really easy to get wrapped up when you live 
in the same place or just when you're surrounded by, you know, uh, typical career minded Americans, um, it's really sort of easy to get wrapped up in thinking that other people's goals of money and status and whatever else they're striving for, um, it's easy to take those and adopt them as your own without really considering whether or not that's what you really want. And this was just a, a great way to get away and to meet other people and to experience some different influences and really to reshape the way that uh, I thought about my life and frankly, the way that I wanted to live the the um, second half or, or whatever you want to call it of, of my life. Yeah. Wow. What's what's the craziest thing that happened to you in Mexico? Uh, lots of crazy stuff happens. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's um, in general, we haven't had any problems with crime or anything like that. I think that um, a lot of that stuff is kind of overblown. Um, but just the cultural stuff down there is is just so different. I mean, people are really family oriented. Um, they they know how to party and they really like um, it's just loud down there. Yeah. Everything is loud. And I think around here, um, people just get so used to quiet and solitude and whatever um, that uh, down there, it's just accepted that, you know, people are going to be playing loud music until all hours of the night. I mean, if you go to a bullfight or something, it might not even start until midnight and there's going to be a grandma sitting next to you, you know, who's who's 70 years old and it's just normal for them, you know, and, and kids and everything else out until four in the morning um, doing different stuff. So it's, it's just a, an adjustment and um, it just, it feels like people really embrace life in a different way down there. And I love that perspective. Yeah, me too. And I used to go down to Mexico quite a bit. Oh, cool. But over the past, you know, I, I want to say like five years, I really haven't made it down there a lot. But I would tend to go to places right close to the border, like either San Felipe or Tijuana sure. or Rosarito and stuff like that. And yep. Ensenada. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been concerned about problems with, um, you know, the, the, the drug wars, violence, or, yeah. yeah, violence and yep. crime and stuff. Yeah. But you didn't I, really see much of that, huh? No, we didn't see any at all. Uh, wow. And we were in a car, you know, we, we drove, uh, on the entire trip, I think we ended up driving 8,000 miles or something, but in Mexico, I mean, we spent, you know, days and days in the car. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, if, if you're going to be going around Tijuana and stuff, it's, it's valid to be concerned. <laughs> right. A lot more stuff going on, uh, there. But once you get deeper into the country, um, you know, we just we don't really experience a whole lot. We have a lot of friends that live there. We have a lot of friends that drive down there. Um, of course, people are being more careful now um, than they were maybe five or, or six or eight years ago. But, um, you know, we just really haven't seen a whole lot of it. It's not to say you shouldn't be careful. But if you live, you know, for example, uh, I live in San Francisco and we have many friends that live in Oakland, California. Yeah, um, that's a you know, pretty intense place to live. And there's plenty of violence that goes on there. So I think if you're, you know, if, if you're used to that sort of thing, if you're used to, um, Oakland or Detroit or Washington, DC, or if you've been to any of those places, I, you know, most of Mexico is far safer than that. Um, and I think the, the more dangerous places are kind of comparable to those rough, you know, violent inner city sort of situations. All right. Well, it sounds like I need to make a road trip then. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, so what are, since since doing think traffic and really blogging and you teaching so many people that must have just what inspired you to start fizzle well um you know we've gone through an evolution and we've created a number of products in the past and we've learned every time we create one um more about what it takes to keep people motivated 
um, to have the right mindset, to come up with the right ideas, and really just to put in the work that it takes to build a business that actually works out. And, um, you know, the fact is, there are a lot of small businesses that are started out there, and the majority fail or fizzle out, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. They start out, they start out with a good idea and a lot of enthusiasm, and then something happens. You know, the reality of um, competition, the reality of having to show up and put in work every day on something that has no guaranteed outcome. Um, all of that just kind of hits you, and and you know, also a lack of support, and um, oftentimes the environment that you're surrounded in day to day is just so different from the entrepreneurial environment that you're trying to create that it's really hard to reconcile it to and stay motivated when your friends and family just don't understand what you're trying to do. So um, we created Fizzle really um, partly to create a great training library for entrepreneurs online trying to create businesses. Um, but in addition to that, we really wanted to create a community where people could connect where they could share ideas, where they could hold each other accountable, and um, where they could just make it more of their social norm um, to know people who are creating other successful businesses, because that can really be contagious. You know, the the quote about you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, we want Fizzle to be, you know, one of those people, uh, quote unquote, or a collection of people that you spend a lot of time with so that it becomes your social norm to create a successful business. Yeah, that's that's what I really like about the community is that, you know, you you go in there and you run into people having the same exact problems as you are, but the best part is you're able to learn from each other, and yeah. people are always willing to share, um, you know, positive feedback or even negative feedback. They'll give you an honest opinion of, look, you know. You, maybe you should have a video for your Kickstarter launch or maybe you, you should change this on your website. But your forum is completely open. People really are there to help each other out. And, uh, you know, it's very valuable to me and it's very affordable, which, you know, in, in this space, when you're trying to learn how to make money online, you come across so many different programs. And, and we used to have the rich jerk like, probably eight, 10 years ago that he was a rich jerk. And, uh, but you had to pay him probably close to 10 grand to really get anything that you would really take you to the next step. Right. To yeah, scamming and, and, people. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's like, okay, what's the secret here? Well, you know, he's rich because he convinces <laughs> people to pay him a lot of money, yeah. um, which is a useful skill, but what is he going to teach you how to do the exact same thing that he's doing? And how is that going to lead to any sort of meaningful value? It's it's really just a kind of a shell game, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah we're we're really we really encourage people um, mostly to do businesses around things that they're passionate about and um, that they think will have a positive influence on the world around them. And um, that rarely means teaching people how to start businesses or things, especially if they don't have experience in in that to begin with. Um, I just see a fatal mistake that a lot of people make, which is that. Let's say that I want to quit my job and travel around the world and start. So I'm going to start a blog about quitting my job, traveling around the world and starting a business. Or, um, you know, I, I am really interested in marketing, so I'm going to start a blog about marketing, but I don't have any experience there. And it's really hard um, to build up a following if you don't have any interesting, valuable stuff to share with people. Um, I suppose that you can you can partly 
you know, be a facilitator of information and bring guests on and, and try to pick other people's brains on certain things. But um, that that model kind of wears thin in certain industries, and it's definitely been overplayed, um, I think, in the online business space, at least recently. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree that if you're in if I like to say, you know, if you're really passionate about something or you feel that you're an expert, even if a lot of people don't realize they are an expert in their area and they have valuable information that they could share with people and possibly create a product or do some affiliate marketing, you know, there's a lot of opportunities there, but you shouldn't dive off into some area that you really know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. So... Wow, that's really awesome. So it's only $35 a month to get into Fizzle right now. Are you planning on changing that? No, um, you know, like you said, uh, it's affordable. We think it's affordable. We want to make it affordable and and just really um, encourage all the people, you know, who might have a little bit more sensitive, um, I don't know if you mind if I say this here, but BS meter, um, you know, people who understand that, if somebody's charging $2,000 and acting like a rich jerk, it's probably not uh, worth participating in. Um, we, we, we basically model ourselves on other programs that are out there and other industries um, where it's just an honest, straightforward, um, affordable monthly membership where you get access to a training library. You get plugged into a community of people who are all doing, um, you know, working hard to build something similar. And, um, and we're right there with you. I mean, we hold, uh, weekly events and try to get people to come on and ask us questions directly and provide feedback and, um, and really just try to provide as much valuable value as we can so that people actually make progress in, um, you know, building a successful business themselves. Yeah. People get really involved too. I mean, when people are inside of a, uh, posting information about their project and, trying to be held accountable, people really stay involved with those posts. And I, I follow along yeah. a number of them and I, I need to get involved with having more of my own because I always need a, a good prodding from time to time. But I really, I really do enjoy the, the forum at this time. Do you have any plans for new things in the future? Well, um, we've just implemented something we call Fizzle Fridays, which means that Friday is um, an especially focused day for us on the community. Um, We have a podcast called The Fizzle Show, which comes out every Friday. And um, we're also holding live um, weekly events where people can come by and um, just check in with us and and ask for critiques and feedback on their own business, basically. Um, It's sort of a a casual hangout event. we, we have something called office hours, which is a little bit more formal where we have something prepared. And Fizzle Fridays is really a, a counterpoint to that that's every week week uh, on Friday where we just, you know, um, are available to answer questions and really to help people make breakthroughs that, that they need to be making. Yeah, I saw some information about that. Is, is Are the recordings only going to be made available to forum members or are you going to put that up on iTunes as well? No, those, that's going to be uh, that's a private thing for Fizzle members at this point. Um, we're really just trying to focus on delivering to the community, and if we open things up um, a little too broadly, then it sort of takes our focus off of the community itself. And um, we just really want to make sure that um, our number one goal is to help people make progress. Because if we deliver the results that we need to be delivering, then um, everything else should really kind of take care of itself in terms of the business. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. 
So is that your number one project that you're working on right now or is do you... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely our, our biggest focus at the moment. Um, we have over 700 active members in there who are oh, starting and growing online businesses. And, and um, as I said, it's on all kinds of topics. You know, we have uh, professional photographers. We have people that are into fitness. Uh, we have a guy who's really successful at teaching base lessons online. Um, there's all kinds of people in there, and um, we really encourage that diversity. We don't want to create a place where we're to create online businesses because um, we just don't see the value there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I like, I really like the diversity in there because you actually pick up more marketing ideas from different people, like the the bass player um, that teaches the bass and his videos are really sharp and he posts them up there and he asks for feedback and asks how he could do things better. But I was picking up more techniques thinking, Oh yeah, maybe I should, you know, spice up my videos a little bit more and make them a little bit more interesting. So, you know, you could pick up anything from every, anyone there. So it's really great. Yeah. Okay. So, so how many podcasts do you have right now that are public and available in iTunes? Um, at this point, uh, we have 14 published um, as of this recording, and uh, it's a weekly show, so that's uh, growing pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, I like the really casual, casual, you know, just you guys are just talking about stuff, sharing your perspective, and doing some joking at the same time. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to make it fun because, um, you know, business can pretty easily be boring, I think, you know. Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, and um, we just don't see a whole lot of people having fun with it out there. So we decided to take a different approach, and um, you know, we're not an interview show. I think those are fairly common, and we wanted to do something that was really more like um, you know you would expect from a traditionally produced radio show, where there are um, you know personalities that you get to know over time, and um, inside jokes, and you know, we just cover a different topic each week from our own experience, and then just try to really add some uh, pizzazz to it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy the podcast. Okay. So I always ask this inside of my podcast and I am hoping that you're able to shed some light to all the, uh, new entrepreneurs that listen to my show. So, okay. you know, a, a lot of people struggle with coming up with, you know, either coming up with something to start online or, but even breaking it down more to getting that traffic or building an audience is there any tips or techniques that you'd give a beginning entrepreneur, you know, give them some guidance, advice? Yeah, sure. Uh, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, it's, it's really important that whatever you put out online has some uh, significant, explainable, meaningful difference from everything else that exists already. Because, you know, if you think about it, when people come to your site, they're going to be asking themselves a question really quickly sort of in the back of their mind in a split second, they're going to ask, why should I pay any attention to this site? And if your site is in a space that they're already familiar with and there are other sites out there, um, most likely they're going to say, oh, it doesn't look like there's anything new here or different from the things that I already follow, so I'm going to move on. And then they just bail from, from whatever they find. So you have to make sure that your site has some clear difference some reason for being, some point of view that is, um, you know, impactful versus everything else that exists out there. Make sure that it stands out somehow. Um, the second thing is that, you know, probably the quickest way to, to build an audience 
assuming that you have that unique point of view, that point of difference, is to um, plug in and get connected to community that exists around your particular topic, and especially with other business owners, other content creators in that space, because those people are building audiences, some of them maybe a little bit further along than you are, and if they believe in what you're trying to do, and uh, you connect with them, then your job is really to try to get in front of their audience at some point and um, bring some of that audience back to your site um, or, you know, at least to get mentioned or interviewed or something because, you know, your audience won't just grow simply out of thin air. You yeah. have to realize that they're spending time online somewhere already and you have to figure out where they are, how to get in front of them and how to bring them back to your site. So do you suggest people just searching for community forums or, I mean, if, I guess if you're already online looking for information about what you're talking about, you're going to come across forums and different groups. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's it's a matter of, you know, figuring out what your topic is specifically. And then uh, once you start, you know, if you just start with a simple search and stumble upon a couple of blogs or forums or or whatever um, about your particular topic, once you dig in and start consuming that content and, and following links and, you know, looking at who people's influences are, the, you know, the network is going to quickly unfold in front of you um, and uh, just start following leads and pay attention to who you like and who you connect with and really keep good notes on um, who you should be paying attention to and, um, and then start reaching out and trying to connect with those people. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And, you know, I've been finding a lot of people that, you know, we're, we're doing the same type of marketing. I do a lot of marketing towards real estate appraisers. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of groups inside of both LinkedIn and Facebook. Most of them are public. Some of them are, are private. But once you get into those communities and just start sharing information and helping each other out, it, it does open a lot of doors. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really great advice. Thanks for sharing that with us. And if they'd like to find out more about you or your different blogging properties, where, where do you think I should direct them to? Yeah, I mean, the best place is thinktraffic.net, um, which has links to everything else that we've talked about. Um, as I mentioned, there are hundreds of free articles there, which um, really help people understand and implement what it takes to grow a thriving audience online. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Corbett, and I hope yeah. you have a great rest, rest of your week, and uh, okay. we'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Thanks, Brian, for having me on. All right. Thank you. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. You know, I've been receiving a lot of really good comments and questions off of my website about how to earn money. So what I'd like you to do, if you're interested, is send me an email. You know, any questions, comments, and I will be answering any type of questions and answering the comments in my upcoming shows. So just visit the website here, submit your information, and I'm going to be answering those for you. Um, another great thing is a lot of people have been going into iTunes and rating my show in there. I'm not sure if you're watching it on iTunes or YouTube or Roku, but in iTunes, you know, you just log in, give me a five-star rating, or is it five stars or is it three? I'm not sure. Find out. Um, just go there and rate my show and put in a comment there. That really helps me out, get more exposure, and able to bring more shows to you. Same thing with Roku. Just go to the title screen for the show, 
rate me in there and that just brings in more viewers. So I really appreciate that, really helps me out a lot. And if you're looking for that WordPress hosting, want to get a WordPress website up instantly, go to mybluehosting.com, send me the information if you'd like, and I'll install your WordPress blog for you. So thanks again for spending your time with me, and until next time, just do it.